The medical information communicated in this podcast is of a general educational nature. If you are feeling unwell, please seek the attention of a medical practitioner. Any advertisements promoted throughout the podcast are not endorsed by the presenter or any of the guests interviewed. Hi there, welcome to MediTalk, a medical podcast talking all things medical in a way that you can understand. You're with Danae. We live in a stressful world and there is never as much time as what we need in our day and more tasks to do on our to-do list than what we can actually do. So how do we get stronger to better manage stress so it doesn't take a toll on our health and well-being? What is stress exactly and how does stress affect our body? And how do we get strong enough through eating the right foods, taking the right vitamins and minerals so that in times of stress we don't get so run down and sick? Today we speak with naturopath and entrepreneur Mahela about this topic. Mahela is going to share with us some facts about stress and share some tips on how to stay strong in times of stress. So what is stress and how does it affect us? Well look, stress affects everyone, young and old, rich and poor, you know what I mean? Life is full of stress and stress is everywhere and you know we have to learn to deal with it. It comes in all shapes and sizes and it does not discriminate against us. So we all have to deal with it. See, I love stress. I absolutely love it. And I know it sounds crazy to most of you. But, you know, when you understand stress, we learn to love it because we know how to control it and we know what to expect when it occurs, which I'm going to go through in this podcast. Um, Myself, I've experienced stress many times in my life. Um, as you know, hitting rock bottom both health and wealth-wise, and I've gained my energy, my health, and my wealth all back naturally. So what I'm doing now is I'm combining my two passions, which is business and health, um, and I've, as I've experienced both of them, and I'm able to assist ambitious and driven business professionals who want to optimize their health and be more productive in their business, and I'm going to be talking about stress. So that's why I'm totally excited today that I get to talk about stress, which is one of my favorite topics. And you mentioned, like, what is stress? So what we need to understand is we all have a negative view about stress, and that is not what I want to come across of today. So the right amount of stress actually boosts your energy. It increases your memory and gives you a feeling of achievement and fulfillment. We all know what that feels like when we wake up and we're a little bit stressed, a little bit excited about something. And it also assists us with learning and growing, both mentally and emotionally. So there was a new research from the University of California, which uncovered exactly how acute stress, which is short-lived, not chronic stress, it primes our brain for improved performance. So they did a study on rats, and when they found significant um, results of that. So what they did is, is they caused a little bit of a stressful event to these rats. And what happened is it caused their stem cells in their brains to proliferate into new nerve cells. So when they mature two weeks later, they imp- the rats improved their mental performance. So what I'm saying here is the right amount of stress is actually beneficial, but too much stress, which we're going to go into later, actually causes a lot of havoc in our body. So it's all a balancing act. And, and what's the evidence then? So you were saying that it's it's quite, it's been shown in, in rat studies to be the right amount of stress is good stress and it can be good for us. 
Yeah, so so we'll focus on Australia because we live in Australia. <laughs> so the study by Medibank shows that 4.9 million Australians were affected by stress in 2016 to 17. So that is a lot of people, right? And the key, one of the sort 44% of those people said a lack of sleep was a key contributor. 39% blamed work pressure. 36% just said they're juggling too many things, they can't deal with it. And then it goes into 17% housing availability was a factor there. 12% was stress on social media, which is a new thing that has come about recently, and that's 12%. Um, and 11% has been the global um, political climate was a factor. But in regards to the evidence for stress, um, so... Let's look into, so a report published by the American Psychological Association looked into how stress affects human immunity and it published a meta-analysis of 293 independent studies reported in a peer-reviewed scientific journal between 1960 and 2001 with some, so it included nearly 19,000 of those studies and all of that came about and it confirmed that stress alters, alters our immunity, which is huge. We know how important our immune system is for our overall health. So what they're saying here is, is the longer the stress, the more the immune system shifts from the potential adaptive changes, such as those acute responses, to potential determinant changes, such as chronic disease. So let's break that down a little bit. So to make it make a little bit more sense. <laughs> so... For those individuals who have asthma, stress leads to the release of histamines, which triggers asthma, asthmatics. The stress also increases the risk of diabetes. So for those individuals who are overweight, stress affects their insulin needs. You know, and we all got like all of us, mate, most of us have gut issues and stress alters the acid concentration also in our stomach. We know if Unless if we are if we have heart disease or we know someone who has heart disease, we know how common it is. And chronic stress leads to plaque buildup in our arteries. So there are so many things that stress affects. And not to name also the correlation between stressful life events and psychiatry illnesses. So this is anxiety, depression. These are all common things that we all deal with on an everyday basis, or we know someone who deals with this, you know, and stress has been linked to all of these. The main key that we need to know is, is stress can be perceived and actual, if you know what I mean by that. So what that means is, is um, stressing about an event that has not yet occurred versus, a, like, for example, a death in a family which has already occurred, both of these cause the same stress response in our body. Our body cannot differentiate from the two. So that is powerful to understand, which means by thought alone, you can reduce a major of your stresses or you can cause a major of your stresses. So essentially, like you asked the question in, on a deep cellular level, what happens? So I'll go through a few of the body systems and the psychological effects of stress. So essentially, our sympathetic nervous system takes control. And what happens in our central nervous system, it increases our mental arousal. So when we're stressed, we seem to be, sometimes we seem to be functioning better, which is what I said earlier about the little bit of stress is beneficial. So it increases our mental arousal. It increases our cognitive function because 
when we're stressed, we have to figure out what we have to do now, what's happening, how we're going to act. But on our, um, on our gastrointestinal tract, it suppresses our appetite, inhibits our digestion, it also stimulates colon motility. In regards to our heart, it increases our blood pressure, increases heart rate and respiratory rate. And we know a lot of people um, that have blood pressure issues, and this may be due to stress. But in regards to our immune system, which I mentioned in the study earlier, it affects it dramatically. So what it does is it inhibits our innate immunity. It also inhibits the T-helper-1 immunity cells, and it also inhibits the T-helper-2 cells, which are related to immune function. And another important factor is also our reproductive system. You know, infertility is a huge factor at the moment um, in Australia and all around the world. Well, stress actually inhibits the general reproductive function. When we're stressed, the last thing that we need to think about is reproduction. So these are the things that happen in our body on our on our cellular level. So stress actually activates our gene NF-kappa-B, which activates our immune system, essentially at the first stage, which calls out emergency. <laughs> it's time for war in our body. And this information is caused, as we know, so information, this information that's caused there is a key factor in many diseases that you have spoken about in your podcast, such as, you know, celiac disease, heart disease, depression, asthma, um, and things like that. So inflammation is a huge factor of these. And, you know, on a cellular level, it's important for us to know that our body is designed to deal with acute stress. And what I mean by that is just little stress, not chronic stress, which we are dealing with every day in our life at the moment. And I think that's why literally we get stressed when we go to our doctor and, you know, we go for a health, you know, problem and they say, oh, it's probably stress. You just need to stress less and you'll get better. (laughs) You know, it's like easier said than done. Um, So, you know, um, I suppose that's really what's great about talking about it today because I think, as you've said, there's not anyone that, in their lifetime that hasn't experienced either some major or minor stresses in their life. Um, So we've sort of talked about, you know, what happens on a cellular level and this link between stress and disease. Um, So what can we do when we we go to the doctor and, and they say you're stressed and sometimes you'll say, well, I don't feel stress. How do we know when we're really stressed or where we've reached probably our limit? Yeah, look, I'm glad you asked that in regards to the doctors. You know, I've had this happen to me. Um, you know, I was expecting the doctor to give me something to deal with this, not just tell me, Mahayla, it's stress. And I just sit there with a blank face and being like, okay, what are you going to prescribe me? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest with you, and this actually made me feel more stressed. Yeah. Because I didn't have any answers for my health issues. I was lost, you know. I was sitting in front of this doctor telling telling them um, all my symptoms, telling them what is wrong with me, you know, pouring my heart out to just get a blank face saying it's stress. You know, it is frustrating and I can imagine what other people are going through. And to be honest with you, I kind of lost faith in this doctor, not in the whole system, but just in this doctor because I didn't feel like they understood me. Do you know what I mean? So, so you know, with 
so, so from the previous question that we've spoken about is stress affects every single function in our body, literally, which is a little bit scary. So for your doctor to give you an overall blanket saying it's stress-related, they're not wrong. This doctor was right. It was stress-related. However, what was not given was the, the explanation that I'm giving to you today, as in why, how, and what can I do? Do you know what I mean? So like I said, stress alters our immunity. It triggers our bronchoconstriction. It increases the risk of diabetes. It alters our gut microbe. It disrupts our neurotransmitters. It assists with blood buildup. Anxiety and depression is included in that. You know, stress has been linked to heart disease, asthma, obesity, diabetes, headaches. These are just mentioning a few. Depression, Alzheimer's. Um, gut issues. So this is just mentioning a few. So you can see why your doctor and my doctor may say that your symptoms are due to stress. But the thing is, is there is no anti-stress pill, is there? So if there was it, you'd be very wealthy, I think. I think so too. Um, not only that, we'll be able to heal so many individuals in their lives. But the thing is, is you know, the doctor isn't wrong there. They're, they're on point. They're right. But the key is for us to understand our body, take control of our body. How do we make sure we get not so depleted in times of stress? That is a great question. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of people don't actually think they are stressed. You may be sitting here listening to this podcast and being like, I have never been so non-stressed in my life. My stress level is a 2 out of 10, which may be true at the moment. However, what we need to understand is, is that stress is accumulative over time, which means if you experienced a stressor a few weeks ago, your body may still be giving you symptoms now or a few weeks, months, years later. So you may be experiencing weight gain, fatigue, anxiety, fertility issues, changes in your libido, lowered immunity, memory issues, things like that, months, weeks, years after your stressful event. So in regards to what the stress depletes us of, well, stress depletes our bodies from many, many vital nutrients. And I'm not talking about just protein, carbohydrates and fats. I'm talking about the micronutrients, which is such vitamins, such as your B vitamins, your A vitamins, C E, just to name a few, your minerals such as magnesium, zinc, calcium, your neurotransmitters such as serotonin, dopamine. It imbalances your hormones such as your thyroid, estrogen, testosterone, vitamin D. It can even cause protein deficiency. Your muscles can go to waste. Fatty acid deficiencies, you know. And the thing is, is when we are stressed, these are the things that stress itself can deplete us of. But when we are in a stressful situation, I don't know about you, but I'm guilty of this. I turn to caffeine, sugar, takeaway food, and a little bit of bad food choices that you can say, which, which all of those depletes our bodies even further of that, including our stressor. So, you know, as long as you're aware of what is being depleted and you're aware of how to make sure you fill that tank up so, you know, it doesn't go into that chronic stage where stress causes these diseases, that is key. Well, I think you've brought up a good point. I think sometimes by the time we feel and hear ourselves saying, I'm so stressed, it's probably been a cumulative 
process. It could have been months, years of of really withholding and, and tolerating a lot of internal stresses. What's something that once you sort of get this self-awareness in yourself and you think, actually, I am feeling really stressed, what's something we can do now to address our stress? Yeah, so look, um, you have, you yourself, your listeners have already probably heard such things as, how about you just meditate? Oh, just relax. Yes, it's the <laughs> one thing you don't feel like doing when you're stressed. <laughs> I just go and be mindful, you know, take five, you know, meditate. Yeah, it's the last thing you feel like doing. <laughs> yeah. And look, I know this stuff works. It's been proven scientifically it works. However, you know, it's very hard to implement in every day when you are short of time and you're totally stressed out. And that's the last thing you want to do, especially, I don't know about you, but when you're totally stressed, the last thing you want to hear is someone saying relax. So look, let me, let's go back to basics. So one thing that you can control every single day is what goes in your mouth, right? Food. Food is your medicine. It should be your medicine. So ensuring that you're feeding your body with fuel for your body to not get depleted is key. So, you know, when you are stressed, it can be hard to eat healthy. And sometimes individuals actually require supplements um, to ensure that they don't get further depleted. But they should not supplement themselves. They should definitely seek assistance from a practitioner that is educated in that field. But, so the thing, like I mentioned, is, you know, the thing you said, so the thing is, you said something that you can do now to address your stress level. So, like I mentioned, food, which we'll go into later, which we'll go into which foods and things like that. But another key thing is, is most of the people in Australia that, that said that what stresses them out is sleep. So sleep is a huge topic in itself, and we could do another podcast on this, but sleep is key in stress management, ensuring that you are getting that deep sleep. You know, also walking barefoot outside. Okay, you may not be able to meditate. You may may not be able to close your eyes and do deep breathing, but if you go outside and you so-called what's called now grounding is going barefoot and putting your feet outside on the land, is it's going to assist with your stress reduction. And a recent study has actually proven that, that what it does is it's showing rapid shifts from the automatic nervous system, from the sympathetic mode, which happens when we're stressed, to parasympathetic mode, which is when we're relaxed. And it also improves our heart rate variability and it normalizes our muscle tension. And this is just from standing barefoot on the grass outside. And then in addition to that, what you can do is you can look uh, be exposed to the sun outside. So the sun exposure resets our circadian rhythm, which is directly linked to stress response. And you're going to like this one. <laughs> the next one is laughing. <laughs> so laughing increases our endorphins. It promotes an overall sense of being, being. And when you're laughing, you can't actually really be that stressed. They've actually spoken about when you are sick and you have the cold and flu, what you do is you put your, you put your blanket over your favorite blanket, chuck on your favorite movie that just makes you laugh, a feel-good movie, have some tea and keep warm, and that will that's part of the healing process itself. If you do feel like you're not getting the nutrients that your body needs or they're depleted, what are some vitamins and minerals that we should be keeping our eye out for? Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because as a naturopath, this is what we work with. We work with food as medicine and then we also work with supplements in addition to that. So 
a key one, which everyone's probably heard of, but I can't stress the importance of it, is magnesium. Okay, magnesium is involved in a wide variety of cellular processes, including aerobic and anaerobic metabolism. It's included in the regulation of metabolic pathways, the signaling, um, the ion channels activity, cell proliferation, apoptosis, the list goes on and on and on. So at a biochemical level, magnesium, so 325 enzymes are magnesium dependent. And most of these are in our nervous system. So what that means is if we don't have enough magnesium in our body, these 325 enzymes are unable to function the best they can. And like I said, most of them are in our nervous system. So that is key, key, key. And I know your next question is probably going to be, well, where do I find magnesium? Yeah, and how much would you take? I mean, that's the thing. Sometimes you could buy, you could be very well-meaning and buy some magnesium supplements. I know I've bought them in in the past for my muscle for muscle pain um and i think it's it can help with your sleep isn't it i'm not sure but that's a good question for you but what's the sort of dose because i mean if you don't take enough of it you're really sort of probably defeating the purpose a hundred percent look i would go back to the basics and try and get your magnesium from food Right. Essentially because your body is able to, it recognizes food, it knows what food is. We've been putting food into our system for so many hundreds of years, right? So some of the foods that I would focus on are almonds, cashews, eggs, your leafy greens, and even some mineral waters, which can be amazing. For really? Individuals. Yeah, 100%. There's mineral waters that you get in glass bottles. Make sure they're glass bottles. The magnesium is amazing there. And what the benefit of that is, you're getting it throughout the day. You're not just getting a lump sum of it straight away, which is what happens with supplements. It does not mean I'm against supplements. I'm for supplements 100%. But with supplements, you need to ensure it's it's so bio-individual because there's so many types of magnesiums. You need to make sure you're taking the right magnesium for you at the right time and the right dosage. And the one advice that I would have with that is start slow. Start slow. Don't think I'm going to pop four of those pills and it's going to help me. I would rather you take little doses more often. And same with your with your foods, little doses more often. But so that's in regards to magnesium. So there's two other main vitamins that I want to talk about um, that also helps with stress, and you'll be able to get some more foods, and you can build a whole food list from this podcast if you want. <laughs> So what are the other what are the other vitamins? So a key one that you would have heard you mentioned um, you see them on the shelf anti stress and things like that and most of them include B vitamins. Okay, all of the B vitamins work together and have been known to be anti stress vitamins because what happens is these are the first ones to get depleted in a time of stress. So for example, vitamin B one and B five are key for proper function of the adrenal glands which is key for our stress system. And vitamin B6 and B9 help form our neurotransmitters. Essentially, the role, to go back, the role of most B vitamins is to convert our food into glucose and break down the fat, carbs, and proteins to produce energy. So this is, this is why you can see they get depleted when we are stressed. But I said B vitamins, but the, B, the key, key B vitamin is B5. So where do you get that from? Well, <laughs> this is a this is a B. I've got to keep looking out for in the shops. Yeah, yeah. B five. Look, B five helps the nervous system function properly. 
It's the body's adrenal glands that use B5 to manufacture stress-related hormones. And you can find these in avocados. Don't we just all love avocados? <laughs> Your green vegetables, beans, mushrooms, sweet potatoes, hazelnuts, cashews. So the nuts are coming up again, whole grains. But what, it, what needs to be noted with B5 it is that it, it is destroyed in the process of freezing, canning, or refining. So you have to think about that when you're buying your foods. So if you're buying canned mushrooms for your B5, you might have to think again. So it's much better to buy fresh. A hundred percent fresh. Yes, a hundred percent. And that brings me to the third vitamin, yeah. which is this is my favourite vitamin. So <laughs> which one's that? <laughs> vitamin C. Ah. Okay, so we all think about vitamin C when we have a cold and flu. Yes. Let's think about vitamin C when we are stressed. Because, so I found a really interesting study. Um, so people who had high levels of vitamin C did not show the expected mental and physical signs of stress when they were subject to stress. So they were given they were given stressful events, and the people that had more vitamin C in their body didn't show the mental and physical signs associated with stress that we mentioned earlier. But in addition to that, they also bounced back faster. So yes, you can have those stressful events, but how fast is your body bouncing back? Are you in bed for days? Are you exhausted for months? The key here is to bounce back. So these individuals who have these vitamin C levels um, were able to bounce back faster and according to University of Maryland, even a slight deficiency of vitamin C can increase your cortisol output. You know, so this is very interesting to know. And unfortunately, in Australia, um, most of our kids get the highest vitamin C dose from their fries, so from chips which is actually a little bit sad. I'm not saying for everyone to go out there and get yeah. chips. I'm saying <laughs> that is... <laughs> this is not a chip commercial. Um, this is, this is. So where would we get our vitamin C other than obviously first thing that comes to mind to me is oranges, but what, what else other than oranges? Yeah, so oranges is not even on my list. Isn't it? Is there vitamin C in oranges? <laughs> yes, there is. But, but the worst thing that you can do is actually drink oranges. Because the thing is, is all the sugars in that orange juice are going to do the opposite effect that the vitamin C is supposed to be doing. Ugh. So instead, chop yourself up some capsicum. Capsicum is so high in vitamin C, the same as kiwi. I know some people are sensitive to kiwi fruit, um, but if you are able to eat it, kiwi is amazing and so is capsicum. Broccoli is high in vitamin C. And, of course, like I mentioned, the potatoes and sweet potato. <laughs> so does it matter what colour of capsicum? Um, so the highest is red. Oh, is it? Of the capsicum. Yes, but, you're, but the best thing with these things is always to get um, all the different colours because all different colours do different things in your body and they assist you with other minerals that may be assist. And it's the thing with food compared to supplements. This food has everything in it already, including the coenzymes, including the co-nutrients and vitamins to assist, you know, so your body is able to um, accept those vitamins and minerals in your body at its full form. So what are some sort of top fruit and veggies that we should try and pack into our into our day and our week? Yeah, so look, um, in regards to stress, 
the main things that I will focus on is uh, nuts, seeds, and greens. So I'll break that down. So that's your nuts, which is the two that I've come up with that I love, not just because they taste delicious, but they're so beneficial for our stress is pistachios. Oh, really? So, yeah. So according to um, a Penn State study, pistachios can reduce our vascular stress and they're really, they have a high health fat content, lots of fiber and plenty of antioxidants. So a good little snack to put in kids' lunches or in your own lunch or, you know, to take to work or? A hundred percent. I mean, with these nuts that I want to mention, these seeds, like I would say make yourself a calm mix. So that would include the pistachios and the next nut will be cashews. So cashews um, help reduce the feelings of stress. They're a high source of magnesium, which is what I spoke about earlier, um, which plays a significant role in our nervous system. And they've got lots of B, vitamin B6. They also help you produce serotonin, which can affect your mood sometimes in those stress states. And the seeds will be pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds. Great. I'm going to be uh, getting some myself this weekend. <laughs> I think putting them in the car is a good idea because that's uh, – or in your handbag in a little jar or something because quite often oh, you know think, my trick. <laughs> quite often you think, oh, I'm a bit peckish, and you think, oh, pop in and go and get a coffee. And if you don't have anything nearby, I'm the classic, like, oh, that muffin looks delicious. <laughs> but if I had my nuts on the ready, I, you know, you wouldn't need to do that as much. You're on point 100%. So make yourself a little nuts, nut and seed mix with pistachios, cashews, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds. Have them in the car. Have them at your desk. Have them at home. And, you know, and just remember, even if you have that mind-body connection thing with them that you're eating, even naming it, putting a sticker over it saying, this is my um, relaxing mix or this is my calm mix or this is my beautiful mix. So you straight away connect with your mind that this mix will help with your stress levels. Um, so, yeah, and whilst you're eating all those nuts, remember every single day, get them greens in you. Get those greens in you. Get those leafy greens in you, which are filled with vitamin Bs and other vital minerals and nutrients. That's just going to help you maintain your energy regulate your mood and just improve your brain function. It's also, um, I think, what's going through my head is why avocado, even though everyone says, oh, you know, everyone seems to love an avocado on toast, but it's so it sounds like it's so good for us to be doing. A hundred percent. And imagine this, right? You get a whole grain um, toast, unless you're all gluten-free bread toast. You put avocado on top, you put a little bit of salt, and then on top you put your seeds. So your sunflower seeds, your pumpkin seeds. Just by having that, you are you're 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 feeding your body. You know, you're not depleting your body. You look at that and you go, I'm feeding my body. I'm able to take on whatever happens today, and my stress may go up high today, but it's definitely going to go down because I'm in control. We do live such busy lives now, and there seems to be not enough time in the day to get all the things on our to-do list to do. So what are these daily little, maybe three little things that we could incorporate into our daily life that could really help us? Yeah. So three things. So I guess the first one may be a bit of a big one, but see how you can go, even if you do it throughout a week, is look at your cupboard and your fridge and just look at it and go, is this food depleting my body of my vital minerals and vitamins that I need for my stress response or is it feeding it? Um, and from what the foods that I've spoken about earlier, you can kind of put together which foods these would be. 
Um, so once you've done that, you can go to your farm, to the shops, wherever you go to get your groceries and buy the foods that will feed your body. You know, some of the things that we've mentioned, cashews, pistachios, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, broccoli, avocado, capsicum, get those things and put them in your fridge because when they're in your fridge or when they're in your cupboard, you're more likely to use them and eat them. You mentioned potato. We all seem to like, you know, you were talking about um, children and potato chips, but I think, you know, you, you've talked a bit about the benefits of potato today even. Well, 100%. I, I mean, look, there's all this craze about stay away from low carb. I mean, stay away from carbohydrates. They're not good for you. Stay away from fat. Stay away from protein. But if you're on a diet that's keeping you away from our key macro and micronutrients, that is not a sustainable diet. You may be doing it for a short term and you may get benefits from it. But long term, if you're on something that's telling you to stay away from something that is so beneficial for your body, you may want to think about it and tweak it a little bit. Mm, true. Second one, I think we've got the nuts and we and the greens. I think we're up to second. Yeah, so the, the first one is clean up your cupboard and your fridge. The second one is go to the shops, fill it up with some goodies. Um, and I know it might be hard, but go gentle on yourself. Even if you just do a little bit at a day, you know, it, one day you'd clean up a little bit, next day you'd buy a bit more. This is a progress. This isn't a diet. This is a lifestyle. And the third one is, is um, I know I haven't mentioned this, so it's chucking a new spin into it, is chamomile. Have chamomile tea on hand no matter where you are. I mean, this herb is so underestimated. It's just so underestimated. The therapeutic effects that it has on promoting human health is just unheard of. I absolutely love it. Have chamomile at your work desk. Have it at home. And just, you know, just drinking that tea is just going to calm you and put your mind in a state of, okay, you know, bring it all back together. What's happening? Why am I stressed? What can I do? Yeah, that's a good one because it also um, stops us, gets some water into our body and hydrates us at the same time and, as you say, nourishes us with with herbs that are going to help us when we're stressed, which, as you say, you know, unless you're superhuman, <laughs> uh, you, you're going to face a little bit of stress in your day in your life. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I mean, they haven't. Uh, we don't have a switch on us yet where we can switch off our stress response, do we? <laughs> We're not robots yet. <laughs> but I mean, I just just that even I I can't remember the last time I had chamomile tea, but I like it. But just those little tips can really make you more aware of the things that when you do go shopping, as you say, what are the what am I feeding my body that's going to help me get through my day. 100%. I mean, you need to take control of your body and don't let anyone or anything else control your body. You are the master of your mind, body, soul. And essentially, any symptoms that you may have arise, is your body is always on your side. It's never fighting against you. It's always trying to work with you. So be kind to it and, and, and trying to understand it. Beautiful. And on that note, thank you so much for inspiring us to uh, naturally take care of ourselves and uh, definitely... You've got to go and listen and watch Mahela. She is inspirational and educational and I learned so much by um, following you on Instagram and YouTube. So thank you so much. 
No, thank you so much. I really appreciate. And I hope that all of you guys and girls get something out of this. A big thank you to Mahela for sharing her knowledge with us today on Meditalk. To get inspired about health and business, follow Mahela on Instagram and check out her Mondays with Mahela on YouTube. If you feel this podcast episode can help a friend or a family member, please share as sharing knowledge empowers our lives and the lives of others. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a minute to write a quick review on Apple Podcasts. To listen to more episodes of Meditalk, visit meditalk.com.au and if you have any medical conditions you would like to learn more about, please send me an email via danae at meditalk.com.au. Stay well and thank you for listening.